Welcome to the Addiction in Emergency Medicine and Acute Care podcast. Why does this topic matter? One person in the United States dies from a drug overdose every six minutes. We as healthcare providers must do better to treat addiction, prevent overdoses, and improve the lives of our patients and their families. This podcast is designed to provide you with simple and evidence-based information on substance use disorders that you can use to take better care of your patients on your next shift. Hello again, and welcome back to another episode of Addiction in Emergency Medicine and Acute Care. Dr. Casey Grover here, back again as your host. Today, we're going to be doing a literature review. Our paper today is entitled, One-Year Mortality of Patients After Emergency Department Treatment for Non-Fatal Opioid Overdose. The lead author is Scott Weiner, and the article was published in Annals of Emergency Medicine in 2020. And with that, let's dive right in. The authors open with the usual background statement. They highlight the problem. They specifically highlight the U.S. opioid overdose epidemic with 49,000 deaths from opioid overdose in 2017. They add that the emergency department is at the front line caring for patients after an overdose. They also highlight that non-fatal overdoses do not receive the same level of attention as fatal overdoses. And a brief segue away from the paper to give my two cents here. Non-fatal overdoses are a huge opportunity for intervention. Patients after a non-fatal overdose have a very critical attribute that allows them to receive treatment for their substance use disorder. They are alive. Patients, and forgive me for being blunt, who have a fatal overdose never get a chance for treatment as they are dead. I look at a non-fatal overdose as the patient having dodged a bullet. I am always grateful that they are alive so they can actually get treatment and hopefully we can prevent a fatal overdose in the future. Sorry for the rant, back to the paper. The authors then go on in their introduction section to highlight the importance of this issue. They report that the medical care for opioid overdose really hasn't changed. We have naloxone and we have advanced cardiac life support also known as ACLS meaning we can either reverse the overdose before a person's heart stops, or we can try to restart their heart with CPR and cardiac meds if the person has suffered a cardiac arrest from their overdose. And when people survive an opioid overdose, they are usually observed in the emergency department for a period of time and then discharged with treatment referrals. The authors highlight that what happens after discharge from the ED in terms of what happens to patients after a non-fatal overdose is largely unknown. Their aim of their study was to determine the one-year mortality of patients in all Massachusetts emergency departments after non-fatal opioid overdose who were discharged from the emergency department. They follow their aim with this statement, which I found very interesting, quote, if mortality after initially surviving a non-fatal opioid overdose is high, it would support the need for an alternative approach to the treatment of this disease, end quote. Moving on to the methods. The authors conducted a population-based retrospective cohort study using a linked data set combining a master demographics list, an acute care hospital care mix database, and state death records. The study was done in Massachusetts and was made possible by the state's legislatively mandated 
epidemiologic study of opioid-related morbidity and mortality. In terms of selection criteria, the authors included patients who were treated in the emergency department for an opioid overdose based on diagnosis codes between July 2011 and September 2015. They excluded patients who had an emergency department visit for an overdose in the six months prior to the study period. Death records were followed through September of 2016. The authors studied the mortality in the first 30 days after the initial ED visit where the patient sustained the non-fatal opioid overdose, as well as for the year following the ED visit with the non-fatal opioid overdose. The authors looked to identify what they called an index overdose, meaning the first overdose during the study period. They identified the date of this overdose and then tracked patients after this date. They called this date of the first overdose recorded in the study the index overdose date and tracked patient activity for a year after this date for each person in the study. And as I mentioned above, they looked at the mortality in the first 30 days as well as the whole year after this index overdose date. Deaths were categorized using ICD-10 codes for mortality and searching written causes of death on medical examiner reports. For patients with multiple causes of death, they included any opioid-related deaths in the study as an opioid overdose death. So summarizing, they tracked people for one year using state health data after a non-fatal opioid overdose that was treated in a Massachusetts emergency department. And they counted the number of deaths within the one-year period that were either from a pure opioid overdose or from multiple causes, and the death was related to opioids in part. Let's dig into that a little bit in regards to the multiple causes contributing to death and how they attributed it to opioids. Let's say that the official cause of death on the medical examiner's report was acute mixed drug intoxication, and the toxicology reports reported toxic levels of opioids, benzodiazepines, and alcohol. Because opiates contributed, this would count as an opiate-related death. The authors make a final point in their methods to clarify that they calculated the one-year mortality rate by calculating the percentages of individuals who survived the initial overdose and died within one year. On to the results. Between July 2011 and September 2015, there were 17,241 patients treated for opioid overdose in Massachusetts emergency departments. 67% of these patients were discharged from the emergency department and met study criteria for a total of 11,557 people that were included in the study. They actually went right to the biggest results. So of these discharged patients, after a non-fatal overdose, 5.5% died within one year after discharge from the ED on that index overdose visit. That's 635 of those 11,557 people. Of those discharged patients after non-fatal overdose, 1.1% died within one month after discharge from the ED for that index overdose visit. That's 130 of those 11,557 people. And of the discharged patients after non-fatal overdose, 0.25% died within two days after discharge from the emergency department from that index overdose visit. And that's 29 of those 11,557 people. In terms of the demographics, the median age of the study participants was 39, 71% were male, 
88% were white, 3.3% were black, and 7.4% were Latinx. 20% were homeless. In terms of the cause of death, they initially looked at all 635 deaths during the study period. Of all the deaths, 67% of patients died of an opiate overdose. Of all those deaths, 72% were accidental, 2% were suicide, and 20% were considered to be due to natural causes. The remainder were described as, quote, other or pending investigation. Of all the deaths, 49% occurred in a hospital and 23% occurred in a residence. When they looked at the timing of overdoses, 130 of the 635 deaths, or 20%, occurred in the first month after that index overdose emergency department visit. And within that first month, 29 of the 130 deaths, or 22%, died within the first two days after that index overdose emergency department visit. Let's take a minute and briefly summarize here. After discharge from the emergency department, after a non-fatal overdose, 5.5% of patients died within a year. 67% of those deaths were from an opioid overdose, and a large proportion, or 20%, of those deaths were in the first month after the discharge from that index emergency department overdose visit. And in those deaths that occurred in the first month after discharge after that index overdose visit, a large proportion, or 22%, were in the first two days after that index overdose visit. So the risk of death from a repeat overdose is high, and it's particularly common right after discharge from the index overdose visit where they are treated in the emergency department for a non-fatal overdose. The authors move on to limitations, and they note that first, their study was only done in one state. Additionally, the data they got was from a state data set, so there could have been errors in data collection by the state that they could not control. Additionally, as it was a Massachusetts study, and they only had Massachusetts data, if patients died in another state, they would not be included in the study, so the actual rate of death could actually be higher than what they found in this study. The authors then move into the discussion section. They start by highlighting that for patients who are seen and discharged from the emergency department after a non-fatal overdose, 5.5% will be dead within a year. And given that the median age was 39, this represents an enormous loss of young life, and therefore a significant loss of years of productive life. They also highlight that in about 25% of cases, the place of death was a residence, which may indicate patients who died prior to the arrival of medical assistance or the 911 system. This, of course, highlights the need for widespread availability of naloxone to prevent fatal opioid overdoses. I'm going to take a brief moment here to interrupt with my two cents again. In my mind, naloxone should be like a fire extinguisher. We all know to be safe with fire in our homes. However, despite us taking great care with fire in our homes, we all have fire extinguishers. We have them hoping to never use them, but know that in the case of emergency, they may save our lives and our houses. Naloxone should be the exact same way. 
We all should have access to it knowing that the vast majority of people will be careful with their medications, and yet when an emergency happens, naloxone can save a life. All right, back to the paper. The authors continue in the discussion section. They close the discussion section by noting that about 20% of all deaths occurred in the first month after discharge from the emergency department, and of those deaths in the first month, about 20% occurred in the first two days. This highlights the importance of early and aggressive intervention and treatment for substance use disorders. A non-fatal opioid overdose is a huge opportunity for us as acute healthcare providers to provide therapy with buprenorphine, distribute naloxone, and connect patients to treatment during the emergency department visit where a patient is treated for a non-fatal overdose. And as a reminder from episode two on buprenorphine, buprenorphine is hugely effective at treating opiate use disorder and preventing death from overdose. This is the end of the article, so let's wrap things up with some take-home points. Number one, 5.5% of patients will be dead within one year of being treated in an emergency department for non-fatal opioid overdose. Number two, of those deaths, the majority, two-thirds, are from fatal opiate overdose. Number three, Deaths after non-fatal opioid overdose are common in the first month after the initial ED visit where they are treated for a non-fatal opioid overdose. Number four, a non-fatal opioid overdose is a huge opportunity to provide treatment for opioid disorder and to prevent progression to a fatal overdose. Naloxone saves lives. Give it liberally. Offer patients buprenorphine and connect patients to treatment programs while they are in the emergency department. And that's it. I want to thank you for listening to this episode. A brief personal note as we end this episode. Paul is my friend that I've spoken about previously. He died of an overdose, and his art is my podcast logo. As you remember that treating substance use disorder saves lives, remember that each person is someone's friend or family member. Paul's friends and family including me, miss him. So on your next shift, when you treat a patient with substance use disorder, thanks for taking care of someone's loved one and working to prevent a fatal overdose.